snap to Prescott. Handoff. To, no, there's a little screen to Elliott. Great block outside. 10-5. Touchdown. Breeze back under pressure. The ball's intercepted. Jordan Lewis at the 22. Jordan Lewis intercepted Drew Breeze. I mean, I think anytime you go out there uh, and and beat a team that, that's won 10 games straight, um, it's somewhat of a statement. But it's not anything that we can hang our hats on and say, yeah, we're pleased with doing it is Lucky Week 13 in the National Football League. Welcome to TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. On Instagram at AndyMCSports. The show at TSN 4 Downs. And, of course, get those fantasy football questions in on Twitter by tweeting me at AndyMC81 using the hashtag AskAndy. And people, right off the bat, we got to get to the it is, it is Domino's Pizza, 50% off week until Sunday. Okay, so you can have it watching the games, watching the big games this week, 50% off any regular priced menu item on Domino's.ca for online orders. So all you do, real simple, Domino's.ca, order however many pizzas you want, however many toppings you want, whatever size you want. 50% off until this Sunday, so make sure you are taking advantage of that, people. What a big show we have today. Co-host of Good Morning Football on NFL Network, host of the Kyle Brandt Football Experience, one of the most entertaining guys in the business, Kyle Brandt. Then, some very important fantasy football tips from Andrew Garda, friend of show from Pro Football Weekly and FootballGuys.com, because either this is the last week of your regular season in your fantasy leagues, or... You're only a couple weeks out, and it's getting down to crunch time to make it for seeding, whatever. And we'll also have some DFS tips as well if you're doing daily, along with hashtag AskAndy. But you know what? There is a ton to get to, so let's get to three and out. Begin with first down. First down. And, oh, boy, this uh, story breaking earlier, and it is it is just taking on a life of its own. Kareem Hunt, stud, second-year running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, has been cut by the team after the video released by TMZ. Shocking video of him shoving and kicking a woman. This from back in February. Just a very disturbing, if you haven't seen it. Site NFL Network's Ian Rapoport and Lindsey Rhodes react to the video release of running back Kareem Hunt. He is uh, still getting paid. He is on the roster. He is not eligible to play or practice. He is eligible to be in the building for things like uh, therapy and uh, rehab and, and whatever else, but not practice or play. So basically what this does is remove Kareem Hunt from the situation, no longer a factor going forward for the Kansas City Chiefs until his status is altered by Commissioner Roger Goodell. This is not something the team has a say, and only Goodell can take him off this commissioner's exempt list, presumably when there is some sort of finality to his situation, whether there is discipline, uh, potentially a six-game suspension uh, on a domestic violence charge uh, or otherwise. And at this point, the NFL has, in fact, begun an investigation into this incident, which did happen this spring, but there was, as the NFL called it, new information today when TMZ released a video that, that showed uh, Kareem Hunt shoving and kicking a woman. And, of, of course, uh, as you mentioned, the Chiefs now going forward will not have one of their best players. That is the football issue. Uh, that is the football part of it. The more serious legal part of it is uh, Kareem Hunt's situation status all now hangs in the balance to be decided upon by the NFL. 
Ian, uh, the line in the statement that says new information that was made public today, obviously you and I both assume that that is the release of the videotapes. Uh, are you being led to believe that the Chiefs and the NFL have not seen that tape prior to today? And my understanding was this was in the hands of the police. The NFL and the Chiefs had not seen this video before today. Uh, unclear who else had seen it besides the police, but once it was released publicly by TMZ, now, of course, everybody can see it and make a judgment on it. And, of course, from a life move, this is, this is the right situation. And whether the Chiefs had known about the video before, whether they had seen it, whether the league had... Tough to say, right? Look, very Ray Rice-ish situation here. Did they, didn't they, who saw it, whatever. But the bottom line is, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be without Kareem Hunt, and they made that decision, and he is on the commissioner's exemption list. So, oh, all right, let's move on. Second down. How about that Thursday night game where the red-hot 10-win-in-a-row New Orleans Saints were shut down in Dallas? The defense shut down the hottest offense, one of the hottest offense in the league to pull a huge upset Cowboys 13-10 over the Saints. So, TSN NFL insider Jabari Greer, how did Dallas slow down the league's number one offense and defeat New Orleans? Well, first we have to say that it was a huge interception by Jordan Lewis in primetime football. That's what you play football for, baby. And then the Dallas Cowboys defense had a plan for for the Saints and Drew Brees in particular. What they did was they wanted to make sure they played tight press man-to-man coverage. I'm going to say that again. Tight press man-to-man coverage. And what that does is delay all routes that Drew Brees needs for his time. He loves timing. Tight man-to-man press defense disrupts the timing, and the best defense is a great offense. You want to keep Drew Brees off the field. This was a great job by the Dallas Cowboys, keeping them off the field, matriculating down the field, making sure that they were completing passes, going misdirection, sending the defense one way, going the other way. Big game by Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott. These guys came to play on Thursday night. Third down. And in third down, man, the Pittsburgh Steelers are never, they're never shy of drama, right? They're never shy of drama. Ben Roethlisberger, he's, uh, can be known as as drama Ben. Bit of a crybaby, does have two Super Bowls, but it seems to, he seems to seek out, you know, like, like a teenager, he seems to seek out drama and situations. And he called out. Antonio Brown on a Pittsburgh radio show after the Steelers lost to Denver. Not taking ownership like a leader in a locker room should as a quarterback. No, no, no. He's he's passing the buck Ben Roethlisberger is. So ESPN's Deion Sanders and Stephen A. Smith talk about the Steelers' Ben Roethlisberger's leadership after he pointed out and called out Antonio Brown. Ben is not built like that. He cares. He's very sensitive. He's very self-absorbent. He's, he, he, he has an ego out of this world. And he does not understand that he wouldn't be on his platform if it had not been for A.B. and Le'Veon. That's why I heard you say Le'Veon didn't call him. 
back? Ain't nobody even called him back when he called. How are you the leader of the team and you ask me if I'm going to be there and I don't even call you back? That means I don't even respect you enough to even pick up your phone, to even hit redial. I don't even respect you enough to even text you. And that's a problem right there in itself. Well, let me tell you why that's a problem. It's not a problem because of the game, because we recognize the fact that Big Ben Roethlisberger, he ain't Tom Brady, he ain't Aaron Rodgers, he ain't Drew Brees, but he is a lead enough as a two-time Super Bowl champion as three appearances to the Super Bowl. He's going to warrant strong consideration for the Hall of Fame, probably will make the Hall of Fame. So if they're not calling you back, it ain't because of your game. Right. It's because of your leadership or lack thereof. And your character. And so to me, this is the latest example of it. I like Big Ben Roethlisberger, but I don't like what he did to Antonio Brown in this particular situation. You, you know, game knows game. Game respects game. We all know that Antonio Brown has game. This, this man is one of the elite receivers. If you had a question, and I said this on my radio show yesterday, if you sat here today and asked this question, Who's the best wide receiver in football? It's going to be him you, or Julio. I'm saying, could you say Antonio Brown is not a part of that discussion? Well, first of all, the, the argument is only A.B. and Julio. There first of all, that's, that's right. the argument. That's right. Everybody else falls right up under there. They fall right up under there. There's some dogs. Right. D-Hop is, is a dog now. That's right. You know, there's no some question. dogs still out there. Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah, Michael Thomas. Is, about to find out he coming. Michael Thomas is coming. He's coming. Odell is there. Odell is there. All right. But Deion, AB, you the consistency is everything. Yeah, and Steelers host an offensively explosive Chargers team that got elite pass rusher Joey Bosa back from injury a couple weeks back. And the temperature in Pittsburgh. Now, we know the Chargers, they don't travel well as far as weather-wise. It's going to be 16 Celsius, a little bit of rain, not a lot of wind in Pittsburgh when they come in. So that's as ideal a scenario weather-wise that this team can get the Chargers traveling in. So we'll see. Right, the Steelers in the past have... Had all this, the, the drama, controversy, they've rallied, they've shown up, they've shown out. But what they're doing is taking on a Chargers club that I think is still one of the most underrated. They're 8-3. and three. They're not getting the love because the Kansas City Chiefs are in that AFC West division. Chargers are legit, okay? And with Joey Bosa back, that's going to be a big game for seeding in the AFC and to really see where each team is at to this point. All right, let's punt to the poll question here, and you can vote on it. At Andy MCD1, at TSN Four Downs, at TSN Four Downs. Here it is, nice and simple. Which dark horse team do you see sneaking into the playoffs? Our Domino's Canada Show poll. Which dark horse team do you see sneaking into the playoffs? And what I did was I took each team that was still in the wild card hunt. So we're talking about like the final wild card spot to get in. And under 500, but still in the conversation, maybe trending in the right direction. So these are the choices. Tweet in your own, of course, at TSN Four Downs if you have somebody else. But I got the Eagles, the Browns, the Titans, and the Broncos. So which of these dark horse teams do you see sneaking into the playoffs, maybe grabbing that final wildcard spot? The Eagles, the Browns, the Titans, or the Broncos? I think, and of course with the Eagles, heck, if they got hot, how wide open that NFC East is, they could win the whole damn division. They could. I'm going to say, as far as truly, like, the, the, the Broncos are getting close. If they keep getting hot, like, you can make a case for any one of those teams. I'm looking maybe if they can get back on track. The Titans have shown that they can be impressive and they can, and as they take kind of that little step forward, little step back, I might be leaning towards the Titans here. You know, I hope it's my Browns, of course, right? But I'm thinking. I'm going to lean towards the Titans as the one that could kind of sneak in, but it really wouldn't surprise me for any one of these teams. So uh, you can vote at TSN 
four downs. We'll get to our big three game picks and hashtag Ask Andy. You can tweet in your fantasy football questions at AndyMC81. We'll get to that in the last segment. But up next, some fantasy football tips as you make your push to the fantasy football playoffs and some help for your DFS daily plays as well from Pro Football Weekly and FootballGuys.com. Andrew Garda joins me after the break. You're listening to TSN 4 Downs. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara getting you set for NFL Week 13 and heading into the fantasy football playoffs. Get me on Twitter at AndyMC81, Instagram at AndyMCSports, and get those fantasy football questions coming in. Hashtag AskAndy again. Tweet them in at AndyMC81. And we are delivered by Domino's. It is still 50% off week, folks. Yes, up until Sunday, any regular priced menu pizza online at dominoes.ca you got to order online dominoes.ca 50 percent off one pizza two three large extra large small meat uh, topics however many you want whatever online 50 percent off you can't beat it go hit yourself up for some dominoes today let's bring in from pro football weekly footballguys.com one of the best fantasy guys out there it is andrew garda Andrew, so important this weekend for so many fantasy leagues. It might be the last one going into the playoffs. It might be a couple weeks left, and and people are ready. People are nervous. I'm getting flooded with tweets. I'm sure you are, too, at Andrew underscore Garda. So let's get right off the top. Let's get to three Twitter questions and try to help out our, our listeners, okay? Yeah, sounds good. Let's go. Let's do it. Number one, number one, coming from Tony. PPR League need an RB2 in a must-win matchup to make the playoffs. Jags, Carlos Hyde, or Browns, Duke Johnson? Ooh, that's a good combination right there. Um, you know, it's a good thing it's uh, it's not your starter because yeah. that would be harder to do. But, uh, you know, the great thing about Duke Johnson is even though you've got Nick Chubb ahead of him and he is definitely going to get the lion's share of the carries, Johnson's going to get some decent passing downs. Um, he's going to see – the field a little bit more um as much as as much as Hyde is probably going to get a bunch of carries I do feel like a combination of um Cody Kessler <laughs> under center means he's going to get some stacked boxes and the fact that you know, the Colts run defense not the pushover it used to be I just in a PPR league, I feel like you're going to get more out of Duke Johnson, so I would go with him and uh, swing for the upside. Yeah, and especially I think, too, where Baker Mayfield is going to have to get rid of the ball quickly because of the Texans' pass rush with Clowney and, and Watt. That's something else where Duke Johnson and even like a Jarvis Landry comes to mind of, okay, hey, get rid of the ball real quick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's good. David Njoku has been more of a part of – Baker Mayfield's sort of like short, not short yardage, but like short field options when he has to get rid of the ball quickly. But Johnson is definitely a guy. Not, I mean, here's the other thing about Johnson is they can put him in the slot. They can have, uh, you know, they could do a lot with him because he can catch the ball well. And before the season started, they talked more about him being a receiving back than he was a running back. And so, I mean, that's what we're going to be seeing as the uh, Browns close out the season, I think. Yeah. Okay, let's get to our second Twitter question. Uh, team name, Third and Howie Long. Clever. All right. Uh, need, flex spot. I like it. <laughs> need, need flex spot help. Josh Reynolds, Rams, or Adam Humphreys, Bucks, PPR? 
I would go with uh, Reynolds. I think he's going to get uh, more targets and more opportunities. Uh, you know, the thing about it with the Bucks right now is with Winston, you've got a guy who, you know, sometimes he plays really well and sometimes he's a little bit shakier. Mm. The one thing we have seen with Jared Goff and the Rams is Brandon Cooks is your is your number one there, right? Yeah. Despite having that one guy, they've consistently spread the ball out and not in a way that has been like, oh, well, you know, spreading the ball out, that means Reynolds gets two catches and, uh, you know, we've got, you know, some other guy we've never heard of getting two catches. They, they spread the ball out and they're able to actually make more than one guy legitimately productive. I mean, Robert Woods is a guy who's going to be able to put up some numbers. Brandon Cooks is going to be able to put up some numbers. Brandon Cooks is like a number one wide receiver in fantasy. Well, Woods is a good, w, you know, good WR2, a good wide receiver two, and Reynolds isn't that far behind. He's a good sort of wide receiver three with some upside there. So you know you're going to get production from all three of those guys, and that's, that's how amazing that this offense is for the Rams from a fantasy standpoint. I mean, you know you can plug someone in and have a good flex spot, and with Reynolds you also have the upside that he's just as likely to get a touchdown as anybody else in that offense. Yeah, it is so loaded. All right, let's go to the final Twitter question that we got here. And you can tweet uh, at Andrew underscore Garda and myself at AndyMC81 for other fantasy questions and, and help on the way. This one coming from Andrew, pardon me, says, okay, start Jameis Winston versus the Panthers or Jared Goff on the road versus the Lions? Well, road schmode is what I say. <laughs> I'm going with Jared Goff in part for the, just what I was saying. He's got so many weapons. He just legitimately, you you decide to shut down Brandon Cooks, he's just going to go somewhere else. He's going to go to Reynolds. He's going to go, uh, you know, Robert Woods. He's going to go to some guy we've never heard of. You know, he's going to hit it. He's going to hit Todd Gurley out of the flat. I'm not worried about him being on the road at all. And Detroit, their defense has been so hit and miss this year, and they seem as a team so disheveled that I'm, you know, also not worried about the, you know, the Rams offense in this case. And like I was saying before, I like Winston in general, but he and that Tampa Bay offense is a little, they've been a little bit all over the place. And so I think, you know, the Bucks, they're a team that could possibly, you know, find a way to win any particular week. I think it's going to be really tough against Carolina this week, but you could probably put some numbers up, but the thing is they could do it and Winston could have an okay day. Jared Goff is a guy who's going to give you really good production. And as we enter the fantasy playoffs, I listen, at the end of the day, my advice is don't get cute. Dance with who brought you. You know Jared Goff is going to put up points almost every other week. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, there really isn't anybody who's been as consistently good as Goff in terms of getting you fantasy production. There is no reason to change that. Now go with Goff. Yeah, I love that advice, and it's it's like you just have to not overthink, right? How often do you see you go, well, yeah, I think this, and and you get too cute or too insecure, and you panic, and then you know Jameis Winston throws three interceptions, and it's oh, should have gone with golf. Like at least they they're too like Winston has the ability to, as you said, to hit high points, but boy, he can also implode pretty quick too. Yeah, I mean, and and that. Listen, and that's true even for guys who have not always been great this season. Like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's been kind of all over the place. He's facing right. a very tough uh, weekend against Baltimore. I have a couple of leagues where I have Ryan. And 
in a couple of places, you know, I have some matchups that I'm like, oh, you know, the matchup's a little bit better. These guys look like, you know, maybe you could come up and do some Carson Wentz against Washington. That's not horrible, you know. I I would just say Marcus Mariota against the Jets is another one. Don't get cute. You know, yes, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, these are guys who have had some ups and downs this season. Um, but they've done well enough week to week that, yeah, I, I'm just not messing with, you know, like you said, getting cute. Like, I'm not I'm not going to change up the formula right now and, and end up in a situation where I have to chase points because they have a down week. Matt Ryan's been decent as a fantasy quarterback all season long, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, put aside his not so good, you know, game. And, and even last week, he still put up yards. So I, I say, don't overthink it. You know, go with the guys who have been consistent for you all season. And, you know, this is not the week to, to, to really, I guess the best way to put it is, you know, go for the fences. Just look for those, look for those seeing eye singles. Don't look for, <laughs> don't look for a grand slam home run and strike out. Yeah. Just chip, just chip away on it. Andrew, last one for you here. I want to get your thoughts on the new England Patriots, Tom Brady, his knee still listed as questionable. Listen, we know unless his leg falls off, the guy's going to play, but then you have the inconsistencies of Gronk. And if Brady isn't a hundred percent, Plus, Rex Burkhead's coming back into the mix. Like, fantasy-wise, overall, the Patriots are making me a little bit nervous this week. How do you feel about them? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the other part of this, too, is, you know, which Minnesota defense are we going to see? Right. You know, are we going to see the really good, tight Minnesota defense we've seen a couple of times over the last month? Or are we going to see the Minnesota defense that, like, looks around and can't figure out how to stop Mitch Trubisky? I mean, (laughs) that's the other question. Because you know that Matt Ryan – sorry, you know that Tom Brady – and Bill Belichick are going to be out there scheming their way to some decent yards. And, uh, you know, the fact that you have Gronk banged up or Edelman banged up, I'm not as worried about that because there always seem to be guys that they're able to utilize. Um, you know, Josh Gordon, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they'll pick some dude off the scrap heat and suddenly he'll be good. I mean, we haven't talked about Chris Hogan much this season. Yeah. This could be the week that he pops up. So I'm not really worried about Brady. Um, but, I am worried about, you know, just how this Minnesota defense could impact this New England offense in general. And I don't like the fact that we don't have a good sense of exactly which Minnesota defense is going to show up week to week. But I feel confident in Tom Brady to where I really wouldn't be that worried about starting him this week. The knee's not going to bother me much because he doesn't, it's not like he's out there bootlegging. And even on a gimpy knee, he's still one of the best guys at manipulating the pocket in the NFL. So I'm not that worried about it, but overall with some of the other guys, Gronkowski, I mean, you're not going to bench Gronkowski, but look at Gronkowski, Edelman, those guys I'm a little concerned with because they, I think will be more impacted by the defense than Tom Brady himself will be. Excellent. Andrew, thank you so much as always for the time, man. And people can catch the podcast too at the whistle, right? Yeah. At the whistle, you can uh, subscribe Podbean, iTunes or Stitcher and, uh, and twice a week, every week. So, yeah, check that out and hit me up on Twitter at Andrew underscore Garda. And, of course, great work at Pro Football Weekly, footballguys.com. You're all over the place, buddy. Thank you so much. No problem. I got to go pick up a 15th job, so I'll talk to you later. <laughs> there he goes, Andrew Garda, just about everywhere. You heard him. Uh, for, he does such a great job. Fantasy football, regular football, college, high school. He's everywhere and a great fantasy mind as well. We're going to take the break and go to chat with NFL Network host, co-host of Good Morning Football and the Kyle Brandt Football Experience. 
the one and only Kyle Brandt. You don't want to miss this conversation next on TSN Four Downs. Rolling along here on TSN 4 Downs, TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Delivered by Domino's, 50% off week, folks, until Sunday. So you can watch the games and get 50% off any regular menu price pizza online at dominoes.ca. For online orders, dominoes.ca, you want one pizza, five, four, large, extra large, small, as many toppings, whatever. Regular price menu options online, dominoes.ca, 50% off. Go get yourself some pizza, folks. My gut is 50% off. My favorite week of the year, dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Very excited to talk to my next guest, co-host of Good Morning Football NFL Network, host of the Kyle Brandt Football Experience. It is Mr. Kyle Brandt. Kyle, very interesting matchup this Sunday against two very dynamic, young, future star quarterbacks in the NFL, the Cleveland Browns heading into Houston to take on the Red Hot Texans. And you got Baker Mayfield versus Deshaun Watson. If this was in college, man, this would be Saturday afternoon viewing. Well, what do you think of this matchup? This is I'm, I'm pumped for this one. Andy, I, I'm just so happy to be alive in a time that we can sit here and say Browns-Texans is must-see. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? I hear Browns-Texans, and I'm thinking it's, I don't know, Brandon Whedon versus oh. Matt Schaub and a couple of three and eight teams. This is incredible. I cannot wait for this game. You have, uh, you know, you have a team in the Browns that's trying to win their third game in a row for the first time, I think, in since 2015, maybe 2014. It was, yeah. it was a long time ago. This is a Brian Hoyer Browns. Mm-hmm. And then you have a Texas team that hasn't lost a game in over two months, eight straight. And I can't wait to watch it. I got to tell you, I think the Browns are going to win this game. Wow. I do. I, I, and it sounds insane that a team that hasn't lost in two months is going to lose to a team that went almost two years without winning. But that team is long gone, man. This is the Baker Mayfield Browns in their image. And uh, I'm sure you've been caught up with it all week. I know we have on our shows about the Baker talking about Hugh and the handshake and what should he have done. And I got to tell you, I loved, I loved what he had to say about Hugh Jackson, because I know for a fact that you name it, any Browns quarterback, Colt McCoy wouldn't have said that. Brady Quinn wouldn't have said that. Brandon Whedon again would have said that, you know, of course, Baker shouldn't have said those things about Hugh. He should have just said, well, Hugh is really good to me, and I wish him the best. But he also shouldn't have planted a flag at the 50-yard line in Oklahoma. He shouldn't have posed shirtless with a tiger for a photo shoot. He shouldn't have had a reality show during the draft. But he did all of them. They all work. Different kind of guy, different kind of Browns. A very exciting game, man. I forgot about the shirtless tiger photo, yes. That was, Can't. Uh, that's Don't ever forget again. Make it your wallpaper on your computer. It's a great shot. Oh, God. It kind of was fitting after they, after they beat the Bengals last week. It was kind of fitting to have that chain tiger, wasn't it? That was, uh, yeah, and then they go up 21 nothing. The Tigers were on a chain. It was perfect. <laughs> so when, when you look at what you said about Baker and, and talking out, it seems, though, Kyle, like this is, it, it is a different breed of quarterback, and that's why he was so galvanizing for his troops, for his team in Oklahoma before that Texas Tech. Yeah. And it really looks like this Browns team is around him. And like, okay, we, we haven't seen a leader like this in this town since Bernie Kosar. Yeah, and I and listen, 
you're talking about I, I, they, I think they've been waiting for Baker for 20 years yeah. and I think it goes I think it go go back 50 I love Bernie and I love what he did but I think I think Baker could be a superstar yeah. I mean Baker could be Elway Baker could be a step above Bernie and but then personality and ability and listen I, it's it's a big if it's a long 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 way to go but back to the leadership and the Hugh Jackson moments and the press conference two things I think very strongly about one there's a lot that went on between Hugh behind doors and Baker that we will never know about that wasn't particularly savory and two when Baker's up there saying those things about I didn't like we went to the other team and I didn't like this I I saw that as I guarantee that he is speaking for his teammates as Mm -hmm. well I don't think he was on an island I think there's a lot of people that feel that way and I think who cares what some radio host or TV host or me or you or anybody thinks about Baker Mayfield saying that I think that the other 52 guys on his team probably loved it and it's like that's our quarterback and I think he knows how to do that people say he's immature I think exactly the contrary. I think he's extremely wise. I've seen 23-year-olds running around my neighborhood. They look like idiots. Baker is, is calm, in control, very comfortable in his own skin. I'm really impressed with him. Yeah, very calculated. And then we go to the Houston Texans. Started 0-3, Bill O'Brien on the hot seat. Yeah. Rolled out eight in a row. And my goodness, even Lamar Miller is fantasy football relevant. Like, this is a whole turnaround. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a cool thing they have going on. There's, there's so many interesting ways to take this. I saw somebody say, it cracked me up. They said, though, that the Houston Texans are on the worst eight-game winning streak in NFL history. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that if you really look at it, well, I mean, where's the marquee win? I don't see the Rams or the Saints or the Chiefs there. So it's an incredible thing because not only are they not had one of those massive marquee wins, you look at the rest of their schedule and there's not a marquee game on there. I mean, there's, they don't, they're not going to run into the Patriots. They're not going to run into even the Chargers. They see the Colts, but there's, they could, the, the Texans could win out the rest of this season. They could finish 13-3 and three and people might still be like, yeah, but who have they beaten? It's an amazing squad, the Houston Texans, because it's also like, you look at run around run their roster. It's you know Deshaun. Well, he's good, but he hasn't been as good as Mahomes or Lamar Miller. Yeah, he's been good, but he's no Zeke. He's no Gurley. And even JJ. Yeah, JJ's good, but he's not old JJ. And Tyron Matthew's good, but he's not old Tyron Matthew. Every single thing about them is yeah, but they're not as good. And that can be a real identity for them. I'm telling you, they could go 13 and three this team. It's it's somebody to watch. In conversation with Kyle Brandt from the NFL Network, host of the Kyle Brandt Football Experience, which airs. Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. And, of course, you can catch him Monday to Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern on Good Morning Football with him and the crew. Let's talk about your Chicago Bears. It was announced that Mitch Trubisky, he's taking a seat. And it is Chase Daniel, the Chase Daniel experience, one more time against the Giants. I know that was a fun story on Thanksgiving, Kyle, but uh, are the Bears playing with a little bit of fire here thinking Chase Daniel can do two in a row? Potentially. It's if if they lose this game and because Chase Daniel turns it over a few times, that's I mean that's a bad it's a bad deal because that who knows, that, that loss could cost them a home playoff game. It could cost them the, the two seed in the NFC, cost them a bye. We don't know how things are going to shake out, yeah. but I believe in them. I mean, there's, there's four reasons you do this. One, because Chase Daniel played really clean on Thanksgiving. That's the word I would use, just clean, mm-hmm. mistake-free. Two, the defense is incredible. Three, the Giants are terrible. And four, 
the Rams are on the schedule next, and they're amazing, and they want Trubisky healthy for that Rams game. I look at it this. I look at it this way, Andy. I don't know where you're at in your life, but I don't have on a given weekend. I don't have two big nights out in me. I just no, don't have that no. anymore. I don't have the stamina for it. I can do one. I can't do back to back. So if I have a big party or event or shindig, whatever it is, my wife are going to go and I are going to go to on Saturday night. That to me is the Rams game coming down. I need to chill on Friday. I need okay. to pass out in my Chinese food and watch HGTV. <laughs> I can't do both. I think Nagy and the coaches staff of the Bears said. Let's give Trubisky this Giants game. That's his Friday night, and then he is ready to roar on Saturday night against the Rams. That's the deal here, and I think it's a good risk. I, I like that. I, I need a bye week in between my big nights out, Kyle. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's you, need I'm a, you need at least a bye. <laughs> so let's look at the Bears. 8-3 and three right now. You talk about the L.A. Rams 10-1, and one, my goodness, and the New Orleans Saints just cruising. Where do you put the Bears in the NFC? Because it seems like it's those two. It's the Saints. It's the Rams. And then you have record-wise the Bears, but you're still year one of Matt Nagy and year two of Mitch Trubisky. Where do you fit them in in that NFC conversation? They, they, they deserve no better right now than just being a step behind the, the Saints and the Rams. Yeah. You have to put them there because they just haven't had it, man. You know, they haven't had that, that game that's, oh, my gosh, this team could win the Super Bowl. You know, they, right. they were at home against the Patriots, and it didn't work out. And they, they've beat some good teams, and the Vikings are a good team. They beat last week. I like the, I like the Bears, but they're, they're AAA right now, and the Saints and Rams are the big leagues. So that's fine. I, I think that even Coach Nagy and them wouldn't even begrudge that, that we, we still got our work to do, and we're not asking for anything. Thing. But I look at them, I look at them in the NFC like I might look at someone like the Steelers in the AFC. Like they're just they're a really good team. But I just need to see more before I start saying that the yeah. Bears are going to reissue another Super Bowl shuffle. The Rams and Saints are incredible, and I think we're going to see that from the Saints tonight, especially against the Cowboys. Last one for you here, Kyle. We've talked about it on TSN Four Downs before, and about biggest disappointments of the season. And <clears> if we stick in the NFC North. Man, yeah. there can't be any bigger than the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers coming into the year. He's back. He's healthy. All right, they're going to take the division. Yeah. Four, six, and one? Like, Mike McCarthy's got to be gone, right? Like, he's got to Yeah, it's a weird thing, man. I mean, you know, last year was going to be the year, but Rodgers gets hurt. So sure. you understand that there's all these built-in excuses, and they can't win without Rodgers, and they just can't. This year was the real year. Okay, now he's back, and... And then he gets banged up in the opener, and it's, it's a strange thing to me because, especially on our show in the morning, we have such an, a surging faith in Aaron Rodgers to just make everything right, and we believe in Rodgers so much. And after they lost his last game, I just I called that my Rodgers leaves town game. I I can't look at a team. Let's look at they played 11 games and they've won four. Like I don't care who's your core. I can't believe in you. You don't win any games. Yeah. So yeah. I love Rodgers. Rodgers is fantastic. I think he's the best player in, in the league in any position when he's healthy. But I can't let you into the nightclub when you only have four wins in 11 games. I feel like we get love Rodgers, but he's the guy trying to get in the club and he's carrying <laughs> 10 other dudes with him. And we can't let all these guys in. I'm sorry. It just I, I he's gone where I can't follow him. And where he's gone is four six and one. It's like Aaron. Like we can let you in, man. But come on, come on. We, yeah, we, yeah. We can't just let come on. Mike Do you have any club. ladies with you? Not, or no like one, maybe Mike? bring in a couple oh. of your guys. I can't let in you plus ten. I just can't do it. <laughs> Kyle, tell people about the Kyle Brandt Football Experience Show because we know on Good Morning Football Monday, Friday, you, Nate, Kay, uh, Peter, uh, you guys do such an awesome job. Uh, but tell us for those who haven't checked it out, which they can every Friday at six p.m. Eastern on NFL Network. What is the Kyle Brandt Football Experience? 
Oh, it's nuts, man. It's fun. If you like Good Morning Football, you'll like this. It's the perfect time. It's, it's Friday. It's the end of the week. The work week's over. Football is coming. It's the show you sit there and crack a beer for a half hour. Mm-hmm. Highlight heavy, element heavy, all kinds of eye candy that we throw around. And we, there's also a lot of nostalgia. If you like football from the 90s and 80s and old highlights, you'll love this show. Andy, I would ask you, we ask every guest that comes on the show, what was the moment when you were younger or your kid or growing up, adolescent, when the first time you remember an NFL moment that really made an impression on you, there's like, oh, I love this game. I want to watch the NFL. Would you have like a favorite first NFL memory? Because we ask every guest that question. Yeah, I have Eric Metcalf for the Browns, and he was uh, against the Steelers, took it back for the touchdown. I remember he did a jump spike in the end zone until I was like 16 years old. Anytime we played backyard football, I'll do the Eric Metcalf spike. That's a perfect answer. And the way it would work on this show is if you're the guest and the second you say that, I have every play in, every, in NFL history ever at my disposal. I press the button and it plays. I will press the button. The Eric Metcalf play will come up. Yes. You'll get to be a wash in nostalgia and then we'll jump up and do the spike. It's so fun, man. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, you can start your day with a coffee with Kyle and the gang on Good Morning Football and end it by cracking a beer with the Kyle Brent Football Experience. My man, look at you, Andy. You're oh, a pro. Love it, Kyle. Thank you so much, buddy. Anytime. Thanks for having me. There he goes, Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football on NFL Network and, of course, the Kyle Brandt Football Experience. Make sure you catch him there on Twitter at Kyle Brandt. We will step aside and wrap up the show with hashtag AskAndy, your fantasy football questions, as well as our big three game picks and my sleeper picks for week 13. That's coming up next, TSN 4 Down. Back to wrap up another edition of TSN Four Downs as Week 13 in the National Football League continues. I'm Andy McNamara on Twitter at AndyMC81. The show at TSN Four Downs. If you miss any of it, we're on iTunes. You can get us there as well as on the TSN1050.ca show page, and we'll tweet it all out at AndyMC81 and at TSN Four Downs. Just in case you miss any of it, if you miss any of the Kyle Brand interview, go back and check it out, dude. It's it's a lot of fun talking to Kyle and of course Andrew Garda. But, producer Sean Lavery, in the house. Shawnee, how's it going, buddy? Doing good. How are you? Good. Well, you know what? Let's, let's get to some fantasy football questions. It's time for Ask Andy with TSN 4 Downs fantasy analyst Andy McNamara. You can join the conversation on Twitter and get your fantasy football questions answered by tweeting at AndyMC81 using the hashtag AskAndy. Okay, what do we got first? So our first hashtag AskAndy comes from Sen's Army. Hashtag Ask Andy. Andy, I need your help. He has Chris Conley, Allen Robinson, David Moore, and Jordan Howard. Now, he already has Tyler Lockett, so he wants to know which one of those uh, three or four guys he should put in his flex spot this year. Yeah, so I'm looking at, with Watkins' foot injury, Conley has to be the guy. He's in and out of the lineup, and Conley really bounced up when Watkins went down last week. Even if Watkins plays, he's probably not going to last the game. So Conley's for me. Robinson, Chase Daniels throwing to him, so a big... Thumbs down to that. Uh, Jordan Howard's been a fantasy abomination this year. I got him on one of my teams, just a stinker. And I like more overall, but Conley's got the better matchup and the opportunity this week. So go with Conley. Our second hashtag Ask Andy comes from at KGM underscore Canet. Hashtag Ask Andy, I picked up Curtis Samuel from your sleeper list, and he wants to know who does he replace, David Moore of Seattle or Christian Kirk of the Cardinals? Well, actually, Shawnee, all three of these have been members of my DraftKings Sleepers article throughout the year in the DK playbook at various times or another. So uh, smart, smart to pick up Curtis Samuel. Now, the interesting thing is with these matchups, each of these guys faces a weak defense Sunday. 
track Devin Funches's health for Carolina. If he plays, then I'm going to say sit Curtis Samuel, even though Funches, he has not performed at all this year. He's still a target hog. He's going to take away. If he sits or it looks like he might just be in and out, Samuel can be very explosive. Moore is way too touchdown dependent for my liking right now. Kirk is the guy I'm going to go with because although he has the lowest ceiling, he has the highest floor. Like this guy consistently has been in the low double digits. And when you're looking for a flex, even with the terrible quarterback play, I think Kirk has proven he has developed some chemistry with Rosen. So safest bet there, go with Kirk. And our final hashtag ask Andy of the week comes from Francis. Francis, Andy, pick one of these wide receivers, Corey Davis, Josh Reynolds, or A.J. Green, if he's healthy. This is a tough one. And A.J. Green, by all accounts, says he is healthy. He's been removed from the injury list with that toe. Trouble is, you got Jeff Driscoll throwing to you. Came in last week, and I know people are going to get carried away, Sean. I know they're going to say, well, look what he did against the second half of the Browns. Oh, you mean the, the soft coverage defense because the Browns were whipping the Bengals last week? Yeah. Every quarterback, if you come in, you can have a little spurt because teams don't expect you. Driscoll uh, might use his legs. You cannot count on a guy to find the number one receiver. You know why? Because he hasn't thrown to him. He doesn't throw to him because, one, Green hasn't been healthy, and two, you don't take reps with the one if you're the backup. So um, I'm going to say no to Green. Could he go off? Absolutely. But I'm going to say no to Green. Comes down between Davis and Reynolds. We know Davis, number one targets, which I love, but way too up and down. Josh Reynolds, they're going into Detroit. The Lions suck, and we've seen him since he's filled in since Cooper Cup. He's high teens, low 20. So even though he might be the third receiving option, I'm going to say go Josh Reynolds here. So there you go. How about that? Hashtag AskAndy on Twitter, at AndyMC81. If we didn't get to your question, uh, so keep tweeting him in, and I'll try to answer him on Twitter. Now, done with fantasy football for a moment. We'll get to my sleeper picks, but let's get to some game picks, baby. The Big Three. All right, Shawnee, how did we do? Last week in our big three. So last week was a bit of a tough week. Andy, you had not Cleveland. For me. Not for you. Uh-huh. You had Cleveland as two and a half point underdogs at Cincinnati. Obviously, you got that right because Woo. Cleveland won outright. I had Oakland as ten and a half point underdogs at Baltimore. I figured there's no way they'd lose by more than eleven. And well, they did. Baltimore won thirty four seventeen. Arad had Pittsburgh as three point favorites at Denver. He got that wrong as well. Denver mm-hmm. won outright twenty four seventeen. So after eight weeks of picks, we're combined 14, 9, and 1. Still not bad. Not bad. We're getting close to 500, which I don't like, but uh, we're still above 500 at the moment. Still well above. If we were in Vegas, we'd be in the money. That's right. So that's good. That's right. My pick, I'm going to the Monday nighter for my lock of the week. Washington in Philly against the Eagles. Philadelphia is a six and a half point home favorite. I think the Eagles are going to win, but not by that much. I don't have all that much confidence in that Eagles offense or defense right now. They haven't proven they're under 500. Even with the Redskins having Colt McCoy at quarterback, I still think once he has now another week under his belt, he's going to be able to be serviceable to the offense, keep it close. I think this is going to be a dirty kind of ground and pound game and a low scoring one that's going to be much closer than six and a half, maybe three to five points. So I say go with Washington to cover. Who do you got, Johnny? So, Andy, I'm not much of a gambler myself, but when doing all this research around point spreads and stuff uh, throughout the year, one thing I've learned is that experienced gamblers, they have this rule. If if a team is a 10-point dog at home, always take the home dog. Take no matter dog. what. No matter what the team is, no matter who their quarterback is, no matter what the situation is, take the 10-point home dog. So I'm going to 
try and use that to my advantage this week. I'm going to take the Lions as a 10-point home mm. dog against the Rams. I know you have high hopes for Josh Reynolds and the rest of the receiving core there with the Rams. But like I said, they're a double-digit home dog. Matt Stafford is a legitimate quarterback. I've had some bad luck earlier this year taking the big home dog, but right. there was Josh Rosen, things like that. Matt Stafford is a legit quarterback. And by the way, Matt Patricia has his team practicing in the cold. Uh, I don't know why the Lions aren't favored simply because of that, but I'm going to take the Lions plus 10 against the Rams at home. I love that he has them practicing in the cold when you play in a dome. You play in a dome, Matt Patricia. You don't have to practice inside. If you're going to Lambeau, okay. And if you're going outside, fine. You practice inside. I guess it's to toughen them up. I don't know. That's not a bad That's not a bad pick there. And you can still have the Rams ball out and Detroit keep it close. Boy, Matthew Stafford's been underperforming, though, hasn't he? All right, so now we go to Arad with his big three game pick. Buddy, who do you got for your lock of the week? I got the San Diego Chargers. Ooh. Three and a half point underdogs against the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the road, Sunday night football. I just feel like the 8th rank Chargers pass defense is only going to get better with Joey Bolsa back. They're going to have enough to stifle Big Ben's pass offense. And I feel like 3.5, that's a lot for Pittsburgh. Either the Chargers win or they'll lose in a very, very close game. I'm going with the Chargers. I like that pick a rod because a couple things. One, James Conner, who's been a beast all year. Boy, he's really tailed off the last couple of weeks at the running back position. Two... There's drama, Roethlisberger calling out Antonio Brown on Pittsburgh Radio. They've overcome drama in the past and had big games, so that doesn't concern me. But what the difference is, as I mentioned earlier in the show, was Chargers don't travel well into cold conditions because they are soft and play in L.A. or before that San Diego. But in this point, in December, you're going to get 16 degrees Celsius, a little bit of rain, and not a lot of wind in Pittsburgh. That's not bad, right? Like That's as ideal as you're going to get. Absolutely. If I'm Philip Rivers, I'm licking my chops. I feel like he's an old shark that smells blood in the water. Mm-hmm. He's ready to pounce on that AFC West and on the first wild card spot. And they're 8-3. and three. Absolutely. Right? So, okay. So you take the Chargers. There you go, folks. That is the big three. So now what we'll do is move on to my sleeper pick. So you can use this for either your DFS, your DraftKings contest, or for your league play getting ready for the playoffs. And these are a couple guys. You can find this on my DK Playbook article. It's at DraftKings.com or on Twitter. I've tweeted out the link at AndyMC81. Here's who I'm going with my low dollar bala, baby. Matt Lacoste tied in for the Broncos. You might be saying, Andy, who the hell is Matt Lacoste? And before that, who the hell is Jeff Hewerman, the guy who he's now replacing who's out on the injured reserve with, with busted up ribs? Well, Matt Lacoste. 2500 bucks for your DraftKings lineup for a starter. Boom, right there you got value. You can go with big players outside of that. Two, if you're stuck at the tight end position, he is going to be available on your waiver wire. Still widely available on Yahoo, ESPN leagues, whatever. But what I like about this is, is Case Keenum has been looking to his tight end much more over the past month. He had Hurman double-digit targets a couple weeks ago. He's been going to them in the red zone. He's been going to them to move the chains. And Lacoste actually, in limited service, has a higher per catch rate than Hurman did, averaging 12.2 yards per catch. Caught his first career touchdown, replacing Hurman last week. He's 6'6". He can move the chains. He can box out your typical big body tight end. I love it. So I'm going to say Matt Lacoste for your daily. And if you're stuck, there's better tight end options out there, of course. I'm not saying if you got Gronk, go replace him. But if you're stuck, there's somebody on your waiver wire for your league. The other one, I absolutely love this. Indianapolis Colts. The DST, baby. The defense and special teams. If it's on DraftKings, 2600 bucks only. They should be available in 
your your league long as well. If you're looking, if you're a streaming defense guy, you know why? They're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, baby. Yes. You know who's that quarterback? Cody Kessler. You don't even have Blake Bortles who can screw you over in garbage time. Now, could they ground and pound a little bit and Carlos Hyde and TJ Yeldon gash for a few rushing games? Sure. But Cody Kessler. I know Cody Kessler. You and me, the listeners, folks, we have as many combined wins as Cody Kessler in the National Football League. You know how many that is? Zero. Zero. 0 and 8. 0 and 8. Cody Kessler. Can't move the ball deep. If he forces it, he gets picked off. He plays it uber safe. This guy will not be scoring touchdowns on Sunday. You pick up the Colts, and against anemic offenses in the past this season, like the Titans earlier in the year, like Buffalo, uh, Miami as well, they have put up some solid double-digit fantasy point numbers. Going up against a good team, I'm not advising it. The Jags are ripe. Take the Colts. DST. Get it done. There you go, folks. How about that? Big NFL Week 13 coming up. Thanks so much for listening. Again, get the show uh, on the TSN 1050.ca show page on iTunes, and I'll tweet it out at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs as well, and on Instagram at AndyMCSports. So for producer Sean Lavery and our artist Vandy, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN4Downs. Enjoy the games.